We welcome you to the preaching service of the Scotts Fork Christian Church. I'm Otis Clark, the minister, and I hope and pray that as we have all begun a new year, that we're finding ourselves uh, having different resolutions and seeking to uh, fulfill those because in all probability we would not have made them had we not realized that they needed to be heeded and needed to be obeyed. This morning I'm entitled my message simply and they prayed. There's a great verse of scripture in First Thessalonians, you've read it many and many a time, in the fifth chapter in verse 17, and where Paul said to the church at Thessalonica, to the Christians there, and not only for at that time, but for all time to come, and when he said, pray continually. I know that you're soon going to identify with what I'm going to be talking about, of course, certainly going to be talking about prayer, but talking about some things that took place uh, last Monday night, and they were very, very significant. That uh, I had a professor to say to me one time, he said, now ministers, you need to keep yourself abreast of the daily happenings in life, and then you need to see and challenge yourself to apply the teachings of God's Word as it uh, they would apply. Maybe it was a sad, regrettable happening. Uh, maybe it was a death. Maybe it was a good thing that happened. And on and on we can go. Well, we all know that last Monday night that a safety for the Buffalo Bills by the name of Damar Hamlin was hit in the chest and immediately went into cardiac arrest. The minute that it happened and all the way through, many things happened that we need to see that they uh, give us lessons for our daily living. One of the things we see right off the bat is this, and that is the uncertainty of life. And friends, uh, it's just like anything that in life that we try to have a uh, hit a happy medium, uh, a happy approach to the many happenings of life. But maybe we don't think as much as we ought about the fact that there are many, many things, uncertainties, things that we never dreamed would happen, that they happen. And uh, it's not whether some bad thing or things going to happen to you, to me, but it is just a matter of when something like that is going to happen. In the Gospel of John, and uh, we read these words in the 16th chapter, and he says, in this world you will have trouble, but take heart, I have overcome the world. Yes, this last, uh, this past Monday night that we saw something, I guess from what I'm hearing and reading, that uh, no one had ever seen or experienced. I guess if I could uh, put, uh, uh, when that happened, uh, label the countenance of people, uh, that it certainly reflected that they knew something very, very bad had taken place. It seems to me as I was watching the, the football game that uh, there was just complete silence and uh, because something 
had really, really, that was really, really bad, had happened. You know, we ask the question a lot of times about the happenings of life. And one of the things that we need to understand is that sometimes we think that we have complete control over everything. We have our agendas and we want to follow those agendas to the very letter. We don't want anyone to interfere with that. And in the book of James, we have some very important teachings and it helps us to put things in perspective. And in the fourth chapter of James, and starting in verse 13 and reading through uh, verse uh, uh, 15, uh, listen, of uh, 16, beg your pardon. Let's listen to these words. James says, now listen, you who say, Today or tomorrow, we will go to this or that city. We'll spend a year there, carry on business and make money. Why do you not even know what will happen tomorrow? What is your life? You are a mist that appears for a little while and then vanishes. Instead, he says, you ought to say, if it is the Lord's will, we will live and do this or that. And so what we need to understand that uh, as we live this life, that in this life, there are going to be unpredictable things that are going to transpire. There are going to be things going to take us totally off guard. And so as we seek to live a life of faithfulness to God, as we seek to be productive with our lives, we need to study and understand as we do study that we know a lot of things, bad things are going to happen. A lot of good things are going to happen. And, uh, but maybe it is more difficult for us when we have to face and try to handle the bad things of life. One of the things that I noticed, and I'm sure that you did, is that concerning Damar uh, Hamlin, concerning the terrible thing that took place, is that the, uh, the young man was privy because people, medical people, had made uh, preparations for such a happening. And, uh, and the Bible tells us, friends, that, uh, that as we live our lives, just like the football team was, that was playing, the Buffalo Bills, the Cincinnati Bengals, and they knew that for, uh, because there could be possibly something bad that would happen, hopefully that it wouldn't, but that if it did, uh, would they be ready and would they be prepared? And it was very, very evident that they were very prepared and Paul told the Christians in the church at Ephesus and talked about this very subject of, of being prepared in, in the sixth chapter of the book of, of Ephesians and talks about the importance of putting on the whole armor of God. I'm sure you've read those words many and many a time, but uh, if you will, I want to read them again and listen to me as uh, I read these words uh, that, uh, that we are to put on the armor of God so that we can withstand. In the sixth chapter, Paul said in the, uh, the book of Ephesians, beginning in verse 13, uh, and he re reads these words, uh, uh, 10th verse, I beg your pardon. He says, finally, be strong in the Lord and in his mighty power. Put on the whole armor of God so that you can take your stand against the devil's schemes. 
For our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the powers of this dark world, and against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realms. Therefore, put on the full armor of God, so that when the day of evil comes, you may be able to stand your ground. And after you have done everything to stand, stand firm then with the belt of truth buckled around your waist, with the breastplate of righteousness in place, and with your feet fitted with the readiness that comes from the gospel of peace. In addition to all of this, take up the shield of faith with which you can extinguish all the flaming arrows of the evil one. Take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the Spirit, which is the word of God and pray in the Spirit on all occasions with all kinds of prayers and requests. With this in mind, be alert. Always keep on praying for all, for all the Lord's people. Pray also for me, he said, that whenever I speak, words may be given me so that I will fearlessly make known the mystery of the gospel for which I am an ambassador in chains. Pray that I may declare it fearlessly as I should. You see, friends, as we look at the whole gamut of the happenings in regard to those terrible happenings last Monday night, one of the things that really stands out in my mind, and needless to say, it made the difference whether there was going to be life or whether there was going to be death. And God worked through the doctors, surgeons, everyone, and, and also very evident that he honored the thousands and thousands and thousands and thousands of prayers that Lamar would make it through and that he could be healed. We all know he's still in critical condition. We all know that he's still uh, got a long ways to go. But we do know that uh, as we look at this happening, the profoundness of always being prepared. We need to uh, just look at our life and think about life and, and think that as a Christian uh, and being prepared as Paul wrote to the church, church in Ephesus, Ephesus about the importance of putting on the armor, it is so important for us in life to do everything that we can do and then we can do that by putting our faith in Christ, studying his word, studying his word, studying his word, and then also praying so that we would be prepared, that we would have a knowledge of the word, that we would have a knowledge of the scriptures and what he would want to say to us, that when we come in contact with these unpredictable uh, situations in life. You know, when we have these, you study life, that people look in a lot of different directions. When bad things happen to people, a lot of people turn to a lot of different areas of life. People will turn to the use of drugs. Uh, people will turn uh, to drinking alcohol, trying to drown the problem or problems. Many will turn to any number of things. And I read a thing that was very interesting this past week. and. Uh, that uh, before the pandemic, before that tough time, before the, uh, the pandemic and up, up to even now, that the drinking of alcoholic beverages has increased 15%. How true it is that many times, like I said, when bad things happen, 
you know, I've been around people and maybe something they knew was about to happen that was going to be very bad and maybe they would say to those standing around them, I've got to have a drink. I've got to have a drink. I've got to have a drink. Or I've got to have this. Or I've got to have that. You see, friends, what we need to understand that in this world, like we read earlier, we're going to have trouble, that we need to know his word and have it in our hearts so that we can handle whatever his place before us. I cannot help but feel that when we think about seeking to be prepared, that uh, it is so, so meaningful that God has spoken to us in his word time and time again, uh, how that he will help us, how that he will strengthen us, how that he will guide us when the unpredictables and when the terrible things happen in life. There are those great words in the book of Hebrews, the 13th chapter and verse 5, I will never, never leave you. I will never forsake you. As a matter of fact, if you go back to the Greek, it says it like this, I will never, never leave you. I will never, never, never forsake you. And then such words as in Psalm 46, 1, and God is our refuge and he is our strength, a present help in trouble. And so when these things come to us, you see, if we have a knowledge of the one who is our best friend, if we have a knowledge of scriptures that God intended for them to help us, help us when we're in the valley, when we're walking through the hard times, is that those words come to our minds. And then such words as we find in Matthew, the 28th chapter, verses 18 through 20, I'll just refer to the latter part of those verses. And when Jesus gave the great commission and he said, and lo, I am with you. Lo, I am with you even to the end of the world. And when we come in contact and our believers and trust in him, those words come to our minds. I think about the song that says, he will make a way and he will. I can look at my life back over the years with all my wrongs and all my sins and I can see how that he has shown mercy, that he has shown grace, that he has been so good because I can see all the time, even though there were things that I didn't understand. Thank God I kept the faith. Thank God I did not turn my back on him. Thank God I did not turn to drinking. Thank God I did not turn to drugs. But I trusted in him because I knew his promises, that they were true and that he would keep his promise. You see, the people were prepared to help, to help our young friend, to help the football player and Mr. Hamlin and we need to understand that uh, we need to be prepared so that we can handle whatever might come our way and also that we can be prepared to help others when they are sharing in those difficult times. And then I think also that uh, sometimes individuals reflect that they don't really need the Lord. Uh, You've heard, I think there's a song, something about says, I can handle this job all by myself. Well, that may be true. You can handle a lot of things. But I would say in all probability, and I hope they would be few, 
but I'm sure there have been some things, and if not now, that they will come your way. I hope they won't be bad, but if they do, you will find that you cannot handle it all by yourself. Now, maybe I'm reading this wrong, but when the camera would uh, scan the stands and show people's faces and so forth, and as uh, uh, we would be listening to, to what they were saying, is uh, I don't know how hardly to describe uh, the countenance of the people. Uh, there was no question. Uh, they were absolutely devastated. I'm sure that, uh, probably many of them felt probably maybe the, that uh, Mr. Hamlin had died uh, and uh, what was going to happen and, uh, and what in the world uh, was everyone going to do. And I guess I'm, I might be being a little bit unkind. I hope I'm not. But it, but it seemed that they kind of had a hard time getting around saying as I listened to the television the word prayer uh, that uh, that it just seemed like they would use all other words first and then they would finally mention prayer I know that one of the things that really did strike me is that the uh, particular uh, uh, broadcaster on ESPN that he said I know you all believe in prayer and uh, he said, uh, he may have said, and I think he did, uh, I, I really don't care what happens. I, I believe in prayer. And right on national TV, he broke out in an incredible prayer. You could tell that he was a praying man. You could tell that he knew the things that should be in a prayer. And he prayed a most, most profound prayer. And I found, as I looked to, as the events were unfolding, I found it interesting to notice that uh, uh, how that they handled the situation is that, uh, uh, first of all, that they were just going to take a few minutes and then resume the game. And then next thing we heard that uh, they were going to go to their locker room. And then it appeared to me that finally some common sense came into the picture and uh, and I uh, I'm not going to say that this that I know this with total uh, accuracy but I can't help but feel that the players did the majority of understanding that there was not going to be any continuation of this game that there are things important more important right now than this ball game there's more important things in life I feel the football players were sharing than this football game and so I'm saying that uh, and then of course as time went along they decided definitely not to have the game and how important it is to get a perspective of things hopefully get them in the right perspective so that we can respond uh, as uh, we ought as Christians and as people who love one another the 24 year old player was dying the coaches the players all kinds of people on their knees people crying people hugging each other the players hugging each other and on and on I can go and it was so meaningful to me uh, to see that this happening it, not, it had never it never had been something like this before and that it brought the people to their knees I want to read something here that I think you will find interesting 
is um, that uh, uh, this is really, really meaningful uh, about uh, uh, taking a knee and all of that. And that is, if you will remember, when Tebow, Tim Tebow took a knee on the field, the world laughed and they mocked him. When a coach in Washington State prayed after football games on the field, he was fired. Yet last night, the injury, or last Monday night, the injury of one NFL player made it all okay again. You see, friends, God works in ways that we do not comprehend. All it took was one man to bring the country back to its knees. And certainly would be our prayer that that sudden urgency of God for God to remain within us. May we not only pray for the healing of Damar Hamlin, but for the healing of all mankind. Like I said at the beginning of my message, that uh, it's so important uh, to see when the events happen and to see the responses that are made and to bring out the importance of the teaching of God's Word. We see too as we look at this situation that good can be brought out of bad. And we notice that as we continue to look at it and we found ourselves saying and still saying, uh, needless to say, that it was a miraculous healing a miraculous saving of an individual's life and then also we saw the beauty uh, the barriers that were broken down the two quarterbacks Bill Mora from the uh, the quarterback for the Bengals and then a the quarterback for the uh, uh, Buffalo Bills standing side by side with their arms around each other seeing the Buffalo Bills and the Bengals intermingling and, and not only at that time, but for many, many hours, and even to, as of today, the integration and showing brotherly love. What great love was being shared. And you know, it's always so beautiful and so profound when we see love being demonstrated. And sometimes it seems that it takes something bad happening to make us behave as we are. As far as I'm concerned, when I looked at the happenings by the players, by the coaches, it didn't really matter who played for the Bengals. It really didn't matter who played for the Buffalo Bills. They were there and they were doing the things they knew as an individual that was right and that was to pray and to pray continually. And we do continue to pray continually for Damar that he can be brought to total healing. Person said at one time, bad things, a lot of times, brings out the good in people. And that is so, so true. And I just hope and pray that we see the profoundness of this. And uh, because uh, what we saw was really what I think the way the Lord would want us to respond to one another when we are going through an unbelievable valley, when we are going through an unbelievable happening. And then we continue to see things that are beautiful and that we need to see. And that is that Damar had a foundation. And as of Thursday, over $7 million has been given to that foundation. And my friends, you see, not only did they outwardly express their love, 
their kindness and their care and their prayers but also they gave other monies to have a foundation that Damar had and I know hundreds and hundreds of thousands will be blessed by that and of course greatest of all is that prayers were answered I, I know that uh, the TV and that's totally understandable that they had to be very uh, careful what they said at any point in time and uh, I know they had probably to show a lot of constraint but the thing that we see is that prayers were answered I say this and say it often that I have no question that more things are wrought by prayer than this world will ever realize. Uh, I don't mean to be vain by sharing this, but every night when I put my head on the pillow, uh, there is a, a couple of verses of scripture that I quote every night before I go to sleep. And this is in Proverbs 3, verses 5 and 6. Trust in the Lord with all of your heart. Lean not to your own understanding, but in all your ways acknowledge him and he will direct your paths. I can say that thoroughly, completely, unreservedly. I believe that with all of my heart. And it's just my prayer that amongst the many things, like I said, I hope and pray that Damar can realize a complete recovery. And then also I just hope and pray as a people, not only the athletic world, uh, possibly we're safe in saying that it stood still, uh, not only the athletic world, but our whole world, and uh, that we would see that God works in ways that we do not comprehend. And all it took, as I shared a moment ago, was one man to bring the country back to its knees. And may that sad, sudden urgency for God always remain with us. May we not only pray for the healing of Damar Hamlet, but for the healing of all mankind. If we will, and if we will be fair and do what we ought to do, even though this is terrible what we're going through, that good can come out and we can be made a lot better people. Let us pray. Our Father, we thank you for your love for us. We thank you for letting the world, yes, the entire world, 24-year-old man, brought about a, a shared in a happening that has caused unbelievable thinking, has caused unbelievable thoughts. And Lord, amongst the really profound thing is the importance of prayer. And I hope and pray that those who are sharing this podcast are a praying people and that they realize, as Paul said in 1 Thessalonians 5, 17, pray continually. More things are wrought by prayer than this world will ever realize. In his name we pray. Amen. Amen.